Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and acceptance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I'm releasing this the day after the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. So I wanted to use this episode to focus on some of the healing experiences we can have during this time of the winter solstice, this closing of the year, this time that is the shortest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, a time for many of hibernation, rest, rejuvenation, reflection. And I wanna explore how we can use this time to identify what really needs to be held for you right now, within you, in your emotional body, in your physical body, what's really asking for some comfort, some nurturing, and some love at this time of reprieve and rest. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. And on this episode, I'm taking some time to acknowledge and celebrate with you all the winter solstice that's occurring right now in the Northern Hemisphere. The time where we have the shortest day of the year. So the longest period of darkness in the entire year happens on this day because it's the time that the North Pole tilts the furthest away from the sun. So therefore, the Northern Hemisphere is getting the least amount of exposure to the sun. And the Southern Hemisphere is getting the most. So they're having their summer. I wanted to celebrate and share around this because... It's a pertinent and important time in our cycle around the sun, and it is happening today as I record this. So I like to give acknowledgement and consideration to milestones and significant points in our cycles of life and this journey. I also think it's a good opportunity to explore the concept of identifying where we need a little bit of love and comfort inside, where we're feeling the need to be nurtured. Because the winter solstice is a beautiful time for that, where we're really meant to be hibernating a little bit, right? Like the animals do, like those amazing bears. I don't know if anybody is aware of this. I was had this brought to my attention a few years ago. Bears are super duper skinny by the end of the summer. They've been running around just eating normally, like normal bear folk. I mean, I'm sure they still eat a lot. So they're like these leaned out creatures and then they bulk up 
they bulk up for the winter. So if you look up bears before hibernation and they're these skinny little things and after they're like, like us after the holidays, (laughs) it's a glorious sight. Anyways, this is a time for us to hibernate, to slow down. And we really, I kind of see it as like us giving ourselves a hug, like just getting cozy, maybe just staying in pajamas, sitting by a fire, gathering with loved ones, being in a place of pause, of rest, of respite, where we're taking a bit of a break from our daily schedule, from our usual responsibilities, obligations, taking a breath to just sit and reflect a little bit. Yet, I've spoken about using this time to reflect and identify what we want to let go of, yet that can be a little active, right? You have to, that can, I remember last year at this time, I had just moved to Bend, Oregon, and someone was going to come visit me for the holidays, and they ended up not coming, so I was like, whatever, I'll just use this time to really, you know, write down all my goals and all the challenges from this year and reflect and look at where I'm going to grow and really like trying to turn it into a, you know, self growth, self analysis session. And I ended up getting super sick. I got really sick, uh, like right before the solstice for like three weeks. It was three weeks till I was like a hundred percent. So instead of doing all those, you know, spreadsheets and diagrams and journaling around all of that, I just rested and just stayed put and allowed myself to hibernate a little. So I'm offering this because make some time for that. I really think it's important to make some time for that. Yes, if you have, you know, a day where you're feeling especially kind of amped up and wanting to kind of think about what's going to come in next year and what progress you made this year, that's fine. It's good to reflect. It's good to consider what happened. However, can also be valuable just to be with yourself, be gentle. And what came to mind when I was thinking about the winter solstice was giving yourself some love to the areas that need it, finding the places within that need a little bit of nurturing and comfort at this time of nurture and comfort. When we've slowed down, when we're not racing, 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 because when we're racing full steam ahead, we tend to neglect and push aside the parts of us that are calling out and asking for some attention, for some acknowledgement, for some love. And it's often those exact things that are keeping us from feeling good about ourselves, confident, to be able to release all the stuff that I've talked about in previous episodes recently, to release our fears, insecurities, the hangups that have lingered around us like flies for years or maybe decades of our life. We all have them. They have, and as I've also spoken about, they have their purpose and their place. They are here for us to overcome, to experience so that we can learn a very valuable soul lesson. Yet we can never really release them until we shift out of them. Because you can't, I just had a guest that I interviewed and we were talking about this concept that everything that happens at a soul level cannot be figured out through the mind. It has to be experienced through the heart center at what this woman called at your soul's conscious level. 
not your unconscious level where you're just operating potentially out of fear and ego. We're just, you're actually connecting with your soul. So you really are raising your state of being to where it's actually effortless to know that you are whole and complete and perfect, that you are of essence of source, that you are worthy and lovable just as you are, that all of these hangups are just something that we're really attaching to, to try and fix something that can only be fixed on the inside, right? It's an inside job. And so that's something I kind of wanted to also talk about. And this isn't something that I would necessarily recommend addressing at this time of the year. I'm really advocating for, you know, getting a warm cup of hot chocolate with marshmallows, if you like that kind of thing, because I do. I love marshmallows so much. (laughs) I have a sweet tooth, if you can't tell from listening to this show. I probably talk about sweets a lot. Yesterday, I made my first batch of Christmas cookies, and I ate a lot of them, and then I had them again for breakfast. And my new housemate noted that, oh, wow, you have a bit of a sweet tooth. Yes, indeed. A major sweet tooth. Okay. (laughs) But my point is, try, if you can, to take some time to feel in very gently to what needs to be held at this time, to what just wants a nice big hug. Maybe it's the part of you that's kind of feeling like, God, I worked so hard this year and I'm just really exhausted and I feel like I still have so far to go and I don't know how I'm going to find the strength and endurance to get back up and do this all again next year. So really giving some comfort like you would to a small child and offering to yourself, it's okay. Whatever you're able to do, that's good enough. Whatever you're capable of, whatever we can accomplish next year, we're going to do the best we can. And that's okay. Because that exact nourishment is what truly recharges us and allows us to step into the new year and maybe have even more energy and creative juice than we thought because we allowed ourselves to be loved, to be held. You know, sometimes we're just like us, we are like a small child, and all we need is just to have kind of a little breakdown and a, a good cry. And then to be held and comforted and told, it's okay. No matter what happens, you're okay and I love you. And this is a great time for that because, again, things have slowed down a little. And it can be harder to make time and space the way that we live our lives with this constant, the rat race, the grind, whatever you want to call it, to connect with ourselves in that way. You still can, of course, at any time. Take a bath at the end of a long, difficult day and nurture and care for yourself. But if we're looking at a more thorough process, now is the time that you might have the space to do that, to be gentle, to be considerate of where it's been hard this year, what's needing some tending to, what part it could be, inner child stuff, part of your emotional body, it could be your heart, maybe you had some heartbreak this year, maybe you had some loss. And you're really just needing to hold your heart space, to hold it and acknowledge what it went through. I'm also, like, as I say this, I'm rocking. Rocking, like gentle rocking can be very soothing. There's a reason why we rock babies. I've spoken before about how movement is very therapeutic. It can be very pivotal in moving energy through us, healing and and moving through and processing can happen through movement. 
I've talked about how I found value in that when I travel, why I enjoy driving. It's that rhythm. It's that movement that just feels like you're moving along with the car, with actual movement through space and time. You're feeling that. So when we rock ourselves, it's soothing. It's gentle. That's why babies often stop crying when we hold them and rock them in a rocking chair. You can do that for yourself. Picture yourself sitting next to a fire with a warm cup of whatever you want. Could be a hot toddy if that's your thing. Could be apple cider, hot chocolate. Rocking yourself, finding the places that need some attention. I was also with this last guest. Her name is Lorraine, by the way. She's in Australia. So she's actually experiencing the summer solstice. Her episode's going to come out in two weeks in the new year. And we were talking about how often we neglect to acknowledge what we've accomplished. And that is a powerful thing. You can take some time to reflect without (laughs) trying to make it into some productive activity that you can, you know, feel like you've done work like I was trying to do last year this time. No, just taking a moment to sit with yourself and give yourself a hug and say, and say, hey, you did great this year. You're amazing. Wow, look at, okay, look, remember in March when we had to have that challenge with having to move or leave a job or even it could just be having to shift our routine or had a fallout with a friend. It's amazing what every year holds. So many twists and turns. I always find it funny when I do a tarot reading for the year because I almost feel like my guides are kind of saying like, all right, lady, a lot of stuff happens. So like we're just, I'm going to say, I'm going to pull this card for January, but you know damn well that a lot else is going to happen besides just the hermit. (laughs) So I feel like they just kind of throw like what they feel is most poignant. That's a little side note, a little tarot humor. (laughs) My point is that so much happens in a year. So much beautiful shift and change and growth and experiences and love and joys and challenges and all of it that we can sit back and say, hey, good job. You did great. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. That's another thing to tell yourself on this solstice evening as you give thanks to this beautiful universe and world that keeps spinning around on its axis. Axis? (laughs) On its axis. And that's bringing us now into this, this slower space, this darker space, the longest night of the year where we hold tight and we move through the darkness. And then when this day ends, tomorrow, we get a little bit more light in the day. We step towards the light starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, the night's a little shorter and the day is a little longer. And longer and longer each day until we reach the summer solstice again. And we're at full capacity daylight, the longest day of the year. And then the same thing happens again. The day after the summer solstice, the light gets a little shorter and shorter and shorter. So with every peak begins the decline. With every bottomed out decline begins the ascension back up cycle of life. So take some time to give yourself credit and comfort and nurture yourself for what you've been through this year because you lived through it. 
If you're listening to this podcast, it means you've lived through it. You've reached the end of 2023. What does that mean to you? What happened for you? Take some time to explore it, to feel into it. Again, I'm not trying to put more on your plate. All you need on your plate right now is comfort food. (laughs) Those delicious things that we get to cook up and eat during the holidays. Delicious pies. Ooh, I need to make a pie. I just realized that. I can't let this year end without (laughs) without a pie happening. Whatever your favorite dishes are, drinks, treats, savory things. Make that your plate. <laughs> so I, I'm not trying to add too much on your self-work growth plate. But this is effortless. This is just all it takes is a moment of awareness to give yourself that hug, that credit, that appreciation for yourself of a job well done, of a year completed. Because even if you've ended this year and said, dang, that was a doozy. My gosh. If I had known what I was walking into, whew, but you still made it. You got through. And guess what? A new year is about to begin. And who knows what that will hold. And if this has been a rough one for you, changing of the tides may be occurring in this coming year. So keep yourself open to that. Allow yourself to embrace the change that's happened and open yourself to the idea that even more beautiful and profound change can occur in the coming year. I do want to add a little bit more. This is a time of rest and reflection. But just to put this out there, because it was coming to mind and I, as I was thinking about giving yourself comfort and love, is that when we offer ourselves love and compassion, we're really getting down to the source of the matter, the heart of the matter about why we might be feeling sad and why we might be struggling. It usually comes from a place of of depletion. That's why I'm saying give yourself this time of year to nourish yourself and replenish yourself. The opposite of depletion is replenishment, filling back up. One of the things that comes from depletion is fixations. And that can be something that you can consider when you're ready. (laughs) Again, like I'm not trying to get you guys to work. I want you all to rest. But this is an exercise for when you're ready. Is that the things that we fixate on are things that we use to grab hold of, to find, to try and make something that's watery and emotional into something tangible. And it's almost always not helpful. And this came to me because... I kind of had a light bulb moment with the solstice. I went out to the place where I'm living now has chickens. I've probably spoken to it. Lovely chickens. Also, I just have to say, there's this farm across the road from where I'm living now, and they have goats, and they have pregnant goats, and we've been waiting for baby goats to arrive. And guess what? We got some winter solstice goat babies this morning, these two precious little babes that I got to go visit. Oh, what a beautiful gift. How sweet. So they also have chickens. And I often will, we have to let them out in the morning from their little coop, their chicken coop, which I find so amazing. They wander and explore the grounds during the day. They go and eat lots of bugs. Did you know that chickens also eat ticks, which is fantastic? There's a whole lot of ticks in upstate New York. It kind of freaks me out just a whole lot. (laughs) And... 
I found out that chickens will eat ticks as long as well as possums. Possums are apparently huge consumers of ticks. They love ticks. Great. Go for it. If you guys like them, go eat them. <laughs> Anyways, so they go and roam around and they eat ticks all day. And then they will just come back to their little coop at the end of the day. And I, you also, we have to close the door to the coop at the end of the day and close the fence. And I'll go up there and they're just chilling on their little perch in their coop. Just like, hey, lady, close the door, please. We're ready to snooze. It's the cutest thing ever. I love chickens. I think they're so sweet. Anyways, so I went out and you want to let them out at sunrise when the day first starts because chickens are early birds. They want to get started with their munching. So I let them out and it's always the sunrise. And from where you can see the sunrise from here. Not everywhere, you know, wherever your position, sometimes you get a good view of the sunset or sunrise or both if you're really lucky. This place has this beautiful view right from like across from where the chicken coop is into the forest. The sunrise is like right up through the trees. Beautiful. And something about it just really sparked me. And I had this bit of revelation. And you know how sometimes revelations come through in the most, like you've heard something a zillion times and all of a sudden you're like, oh. I don't have to do this. And you have this profound breakthrough. And you might tell someone like your therapist or best friend or your mom. And they're like, what? I've, I've literally told you that a billion times. And you're like, yeah, but I just suddenly got it. It's amazing how that happens. That's why, like I'm talking about, give yourself credit. It's important to look at how far we've come and the efforts we make because there is a, a quote that I like that says, when you chop down a tree, it's not that final chop you th- that knocks it down it's the thousands of chops before it but it just seems like it's that last one that really gets the job done but that's not true and there's a similar quote maybe I even switched them out maybe there are two different quotes I don't know but it's something like when you're striking fire with like a metal rod I'm not saying this well but you're like hitting something to try and make a fire you hit it hit it hit it hit it and then it's not it takes a lot of hits to get that first spark And that's what it's like because it is. It's like a spark. You're like, oh, you finally get it. So keep – don't think that your efforts are futile. If you keep reading materials and different books and you're like, gosh, I'm just spinning these circles, you can read something. I also spoke about this before in an episode. Repetition is powerful. I say a lot of the same things in all my episodes and repetition is good because sometimes you have to hear something 7,000 times to actually comprehend it, to actually have that light bulb come on. So give yourself credit for all that you do because know that it's a part of all those chops that are eventually going to knock something down. It's a part of all of those hits that are eventually going to spark the light. So I just realized, I thought, and I've literally worked with this on clients. I've, I've inspired and encouraged and helped them guide through this Who, because I work with a lot of clients who have OCD or rumination or fixations. And we talk about how it actually has nothing to do with the thing that you're fixated on. You're just trying to externalize an internal issue. Simple. There it is. Classic therapy. Yet I do it all the time. My whole life I've spent externalizing something that was actually a very simple premise inside. But I externalize it and I was convinced that no, 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 no. I promise you if I could just fix this external thing, I would be happy. Because what? I spent a lot of time in my life trying to fix the external, how I look, 
what I do with my life, whether I have certain things. And it never made me happy because that was never actually the issue. But it's amazing how you can you make exceptions. You're like, oh, but that's not this. Like this thing is actually legit. I actually have a legit reason to be upset because this happened to me and I can't change it. So I'm forever going to be mad about it. And it just hit me. I was like, that's not actually true. You're not really actually mad about that thing. There's actually nothing wrong with that thing that happened. You're just saying that that's the case and it's keeping you in this place of believing that your life can't be what you want it to be because that thing happened. You're externalizing a deeper belief. What's the belief? That's what I was asking myself. I was like, what is the belief underneath that? What is it really? What is, and it always comes down to, what are you afraid of? What do you actually feel? And everything boils down to core false beliefs, right? Because I did this, I'm not lovable is pretty much my theme, that I don't matter. And if I just had this, or if I'd done this differently, then I would have mattered and people would be nicer to me and I'd have more opportunities Again, I know I've said this many times, but repetition is powerful. And maybe you feel this way too. And maybe you might be having a light bulb moment about something that's so simple, so simple, yet you've heard it a million times and it never got through and then suddenly it does. And you realize, oh, I don't have to keep perpetuating this. I don't have to spend another year where I fall into this hole of despair around something that happened to me because I think it means that I don't matter because the, things hap- because the thing happened, I'm not lovable, and I messed everything all up, and I have to forever be sad. That's an externalization. That event doesn't even mean anything on its own. We give value to everything that happens. Have you ever met somebody that just kind of lets everything roll off their back? They don't hold on to it. They don't put meaning into something. They see it. They resolve it. They address it. They move on. For some of us, it's harder. And I think it's for the people who really have this deep belief that they don't think they can touch or attend to. So everything that happens feels like it needs to be the the ointment for that fear. It needs to be the treatment for it. So we label things and we address things outside of ourselves, which is exhausting. And it's exhausting to live your life trying to find something that will make you feel like you're enough and make you feel like you can let go of this regret or guilt or upset and disappointment. And uh, the thing is, is that the other thing that comes along with these feelings is shame. Because when we are stuck in the sense of victimhood, and through that, we become fixated on things, we become really caught up in our own heads and our own situations very self-concerned. I know I have a lot of shame of how much of my life I've lived being very self-consumed. And I don't want to be. I don't, but it's my whole life. It's felt like it has a hold on me. Like you have to worry about this and you have to be vigilantly depressed and disappointed and know that you're, it's like, ugh, like somebody's grabbing me by the neck and shaking me and saying, you can't just get over this. You got to think about it every day. (laughs) And it sucks. And I realize I'm the only one that can let this go and I'm fixating on something so that I can blame something for what I feel about myself. But maybe this is a dead end. Maybe this isn't actually a way to resolve how I feel and I need to open myself to truly shifting from the outside to the inside 
once and for all. Because I've had periods where I do it, but then I get scared again. Something doesn't work out. Or somebody says something that makes me question my worth or value. So I grab to the external again. I get that fixation right back. It's like we need something to blame. We need a scapegoat. We need something to pick and prod at. Humans like to be kept busy. We like to have something that we can think that we're addressing and working on. But it's, as they say, it's like it's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So this light bulb moment, seeing that sunrise, something just hit me and it said, you, it's, you can do this. You can be happy. Even if you feel like these things happened to you that changed the course of your life, that kept you from being loved. Can you see yourself as inherently lovable, as inherently full of joy and life and not having to see every twist and turn as another means of taking that away. And I thought, I can do that. I can let it go. I can release the self-focus and the fixation and the desperation and the hysteria. Because that's also been my thing. I was thinking about that. I've, I've always been a very hysterical person. I think hysteria comes from not knowing how that you can effectively move through life's events and challenges because maybe in the past something happened that felt so horrific and you were treated so badly that it felt like you were truly just subjected to something totally out of your control and it felt like it ruined your life and caused so much grief and pain that you're forever sort of just looking around just waiting for the next horrific event to happen and you kind of can kind of develop this hysteria where everything feels like oh my gosh is this gonna? Am I gonna be mis? Am I gonna be sad? Is this gonna be painful? Maybe I'm also just really sensitive. <laughs> My point is, is that let the light come in. As I said, this is the time where it's the longest night of the year, but yet this tomorrow morning and every morning after for the next six months there'll be more and more light. Let it come in. Let it cast out the darkness. Recognize that the light is always within you. That only you can decide that you're ready to go within and stop trying to hang on to things outside of yourself. Stop fixating on things outside of yourself because you think that that's the problem. That's never the problem. I know that might sound as if I'm belittling the things that happen to us. And things that happen to us, yes, are challenging. Yet humans are incredibly resilient and strong. And also it's just the fact that no matter what happens to us, it doesn't doesn't change our worth our value, or our lovability. And when you realize that, you can let go of the fixations because we truly are just bargaining and pleading when we have fixations to say, please make this okay. Please, because I desperately, I can't love myself, so I need this to happen so that I can be loved by somebody else. Or maybe if this happens, then I will love myself. When we realize that's not true, we can let it go. And we can stop the habit of creating fixations, external fixations that we put our focus on and moving into ourselves, into our heart space, which immediately helps us release that self-focus, those fixations, and opens ourselves to the people around us, to the world around us. It, it gives that tunnel vision a wider, broader view 
And when you have that broader view, you also start to lessen your the importance you put on things and events. You, when you see the bigger picture, one small little thing doesn't seem so big. But when you have blinders on and all you see are the things that you perceive as being negative in your life, then you're not able to connect more with the bigger picture. And I think that was really what shifted with me is I thought, you know, I spend all this time wanting to inspire others for this bigger, broader, more joyful, more loving view of themselves, others in the world. And I have that to a large degree. But like I said, healing happens by degrees. We have to look at the progress we've made. I've made a lot of progress, but this felt like another turning point where I thought, I think this is really the time where the biggest shift happens. I'm ready to let go of those fixations. Let go of all that time spent ruminating and searching for the reasons why I feel I can't be loved and just deciding that I am loved by myself, by the universe. I know I'll have my challenging days, but I've come a long way and I think I'm going to go a little further, make some more progress this year. And I hope you all feel the same. I hope that you have a beautiful solstice, that you keep this concept of moving out from fixations, recognizing that fixations are just an indication of something within that needs to be loved and nurtured. So giving yourself during this time of pause a chance to give yourself a big hug on the inside. Give yourself some acknowledgement. Rock yourself gently and say, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I think you did a fantastic job this year. Maybe you felt there's some ups and downs, but overall, I'm just so proud of you and just love you so much. Nurture what needs to be nurtured. Give some love to the places inside of you that are feeling depleted the emotional parts of you that feel like a crying little baby saying, that was so hard. I don't want to do it again. We give ourselves a hug and we say, okay, well then it's like when, if a kid comes home from school and they say, God, that was so awful. And today was the worst day and I have no friends and they're just crying. And you, and what would you say to a child? You say, okay, sweetie, it's okay. I love you. We're going to let's, maybe we can talk to your teacher and we can try to go. Maybe I can take you to, you know, some these other classes of me you're interested in you can meet people that way you work with your your child we'll do that with your inner child if your inner child is saying i'm so exhausted from this year and i don't think i can do it again and say okay well maybe this is the year that we look into shifting our career asking for different hours at work asking for a different position whatever it is giving yourself that comfort and saying okay when the When time comes again to engage again in life and life gets moving again, we're going to look at this. But for right now, just know that I love you and I want to nurture you and comfort you. All right, everybody. Very happy winter solstice to you all. Happy summer solstice to my other lovely, beautiful listeners in the Southern Hemisphere. I hope this was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. 
I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.